What up, what up, what up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to the Spun Today podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and this is episode 59 of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I feel like I haven't recorded one of these in a minute because I haven't. Uh, I uh, recorded the last two, I think, like back to back and in advance of my Mexico trip. I made it back alive, and I'm here for you guys. El Chapo ain't got shit on me. And it was so dope. So dope. Did you guys see that um, uh, Pete Davidson uh, comedy special? It was pretty good. It was good. Yeah, he, it was his first his first hour, his first uh, stand-up special aired on Comedy Central. Last, I'm recording this, the morning of November, I think today's the first, November 2nd. And uh, his comedy special came out last Saturday on the 29th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, October 29th. And it's called SMD, which stands for Suck My Dick, but also for his father's initials, which is pretty dope. Uh, For those of you that don't know, uh, his father died in 9-11. He was a fireman uh, in Brooklyn. And uh, he was one of the first responders, and uh, sadly, he died in on 9-11. And Pete Davidson is an up-and-coming comic, which he's only 22 years old. And he, uh, you know, he's been, you you guys may, if you don't know who he is, uh, you may have seen, he's been, like, on the Justin Bieber roast. Um, he did another roast or, or two, which I haven't seen, but... He was on the Justin Bieber roast. I think that helped popularize him. He's a writer for SNL, and um, he's on uh, he's on SNL. He is. I think he's he's poised to be uh, like one of the comedy greats. Now I know it's you know he only had, he's only like one special deep, <laughs> but um, I could kind of foretell these kind of things. You know, like I called Kobe being one of the greats, Eminem being one of the greats. Like I got in on the ground floor with those guys. Joe Rogan uh, being one of the greats, and he was, like, well on his way anyway in terms of, like, podcasting, being a podfather. Um, who else? I, I feel like I called somebody else. Anyway, um, if he – he's only 22. He has the work ethic. Uh, he writes and, uh, like, takes his craft seriously. And he definitely has that it factor, you know, like when he's like on on screen when or like on stage, he's just like funny to like look at and like little quirks or things that he that he says like so dope, like stuff like that. It just sounds funny, even though it's like not funny in and of itself. Um, And, you know, he's uh, like self-deprecating. He doesn't take himself too seriously. He he's definitely on the right track. If he keeps that work ethic and, and, and keeps at it, he could definitely be one of the comedy greats in my opinion. And uh, also, also I like that he's, he like appreciates his, his, I guess like platform and wants to, uh, he's taking that into consideration and wants to get away from, you know, just saying dick jokes and stuff like that. And, and, um, you know, throwing some, political comedy and like more i guess like quote-unquote highbrow type of thing plus he also has that that i don't give a fuck factor like to it um his thing is that he wants to tailor his audience to the type of people that he would want to like be around 
So he's not afraid of being like too like PC or not doing certain jokes in fear of losing a certain amount of his audience, um, according to to what he said in a recent interview. Because um, uh, he would rather get rid of a large chunk of them if necessary, as long as he's left with the people that he wants to be there, which is, which is pretty admirable and pretty dope. Uh, so salute to Pete Davidson, and I uh, hope you guys check out his comedy special. And it must be it must be really dope because he had um like he he had like a rough childhood obviously coming up his his pops passed away, that's not the dope part by the way, his pops passed away, um on nine eleven he was young he was uh seven years old if I'm not mistaken, and uh but he was like a I guess like a nerdy kid got like bullied a lot moved from went to like different high schools and. And then supposedly didn't have any like real like tight friends and stuff like that to then be at this point when he's on SNL and um, a respected comic amongst his peers and uh, had a a billboard in the middle of Times Square uh, that said SMD. You know, what I mean, it's like suck my dick to all you motherfuckers. Plus, at the same time, paying homage to his pops, which is amazing uh, to be able to do. And, um, what else? There was one more thing I wanted to say, but I forgot. Oh, uh, something I found interesting about uh, SNL, which I had, I think I've heard it before uh, from other people that were on SNL, uh, but I heard uh, Pete speak about speak about it recently on a Breakfast Club interview and a, and a, a Rosenberg interview as well. And... On one of them, he says that the way SNL works is that, like, on Mondays and Tuesdays, because, you know, SNL tapes live, um, all its skits, uh, Saturday Night Live, that's what SNL stands for, and they, you know, they have a guest star always, and that partakes in skits and stuff like that, um, and they have a bunch of writers, oh, Han- Hannibal is a writer on SNL, if I'm not mistaken, Hannibal Burris, and is he? Or was, I'm not sure. Um, I think I've heard him speak about it before. So the way it works is there's like everybody that's on the show writes, and um, well I don't know if anybody everybody writes, but a bunch of the people on SNL write uh, their skits, their ideas, and there's like forty forty some odd ideas between like Monday and Tuesday that get submitted. From those forty uh, some odd ideas, they act out and you know like practice. 10 of them and then the night of of snl saturday night live which i'm guessing is on saturday nights even though i don't watch <laughs> but um so the from the 10 that get rehearsed and dress rehearsal they pick five to do live and they find out like the day of or whatever like the other five they get cut or whatever so uh that's pretty interesting process it's pretty pretty cool I'd love to see or hear or they should like vault like all the other shit like the like the dress rehearsal stuff at least like the other 10 and then just from like a writing standpoint like the other the other 30 that didn't even make it to the dress rehearsal part because it's probably like genius shit in there anyway uh, I thought that was interesting so I just wanted to share it with you guys all right in this episode I want to find a tangent before even telling you guys what this episode's about in this episode, I speak about watching the final two presidential debates, which were uh, um, modified mosquitoes that are slated f- for early twenty seven, oh, 
early 27, early 2017 release, tailgating at this year's Jets vs. Ravens game, the Sausage Party movie, which I saw a minute ago, but I never told you guys about, uh, the Amazon app, uh, video app that I mentioned to you guys recently that I've been watching um, Mr. Robot on, and finishing Josh Waitzkin's book, The Art of Learning. So if you're into any of that stuff, stick around, and if not, then don't. Because I, too, want to cut my audience size to from half a dozen to only the ones that want to be here. <laughs> um, oh, what's up with the Cubs? I'm not a not a not a big baseball guy, as I've told you guys in the past, but I'd like the the I'm rooting for the Cubs because they haven't won in over a century it's over a hundred years. The last time they won the World Series was in nineteen oh eight. It's like fuck. Um, plus I don't know something about Cleveland winning winning the NBA and then you know being in the running for for World Series. I'm just like straight hating on them. So I'm definitely rooting for the Cubs and I and I like rooting for the underdog. I think they're the underdog. If they they weren't coming in, then they definitely became it because they were down like one game to three. And last night they tied it up three games to three, and the World Series Game Seven uh, finale is tonight actually. So by the time you guys hear this, they either would have won or lost. Hopefully, I'm putting it out there that they win and they actually do. So good luck to the Cubbies. Every time I hear or say Cubbies, I always think of uh, Back to the Future Two when they go into the future, and that guy. Um, pretty much gives Marty the idea to get uh, the sports almanac uh, by saying, I wish I would have had some money to go back to the beginning. I wish I would have had a time machine or some shit like that to go back to the beginning of the season and put some money on the cuppies. Um, let's see. Alrighty, so I saw the last two debates and they were, I didn't see them live because uh, the second one was when my new niece was born. We went to the hospital. And the third one, I was in Mexico. And I disconnected. Something dope about Mexico, which, by the way, I did record a podcast while I was over there. Like, I recorded, like, a bunch of um separate snippets or whatever. Uh, I just need to do, like, the intro and outro for it. And I'm going to, like, vault it and, and release it sometime in the future. Um, But, yeah, I'll definitely tell you guys more about that. Uh, there are pictures available though, like the photography that I, that I promised you guys. I went to like Chichen Itza and and just like around the resort, some like dope shots that I got. At least I think are dope. And if you guys want to check them out, go to sponsorate.com forward slash photography. And also on the Facebook page, there's a bunch of just like an Instagram page, like just a bunch of like regular, you know, not necessarily photography pictures, although those are in there, but also some extra stuff too, you know, like food and stuff like that. If you're into that stuff, check it out. Um, so, uh, yeah, something dope about Mexico was that I disconnected from everything. I like no internet, no Twitter, no, no phone, no texting, no, um, anything. And for the six days that we were there, uh, which was pretty cool and kind of like meditative in and of itself. Um, so I definitely didn't watch the debate or anything like that. And when I came back, I watched them both like back to back. And they were 
sorry guys, I'm drinking my coffee. Um, they were, uh, I don't know, nothing spectacular, I guess. You know, th- there was like a lot of hype going to the first one, which I thought was was good. Um, uh, you know, Trump did a little better in the the last two compared to the first one, and uh, Hillary just continued to be Hillary. You know, she's a poised, robotic politician. And uh, she's good at, at what she does. Hopefully, she carries that into the White House, and we steer clear of of the danger, dangerously incompetent uh, Donald Trump uh, presidency. And which uh, I was having this conversation with my brother the other night, and it's sad because you know we're getting more of the same with Hillary, and there's a lot of people, a lot of people in the country which are are fed up with the status quo and more of the same. And, you know, the on one hand, you have the fact that this more of the same gives us this political system and, and, and way of life, I guess if you want to call it that, that works. But at the same time, we know it to, you know, it also gives us the possibility of this, uh, xenophobic demagogue in, in Donald Trump and he's like this close to to being president you know something's up with the mic I thought this thing wasn't recording that would fucking suck um yes yeah, so where was I so the same system that that that's why actually there there's like a lot of emphasis on what happens after, um, like the next four years. Hopefully Hillary gets in. We know what we're gonna get, and um, the next because the state of the country is so polarized, and and this whole uh, election cycle has been so polarizing, and you have the extremes of Bernie Sanders on one side and the extremes of the Donald Trump and and his supporters on another side. That is a testament to that. Um, which is not healthy for the system, in a sense. Even though it's good in the shake it up sense, um, and shaking up the status quo, and the more of the same, and the kind of like the monopoly that the Democratic and Republican parties have on the on the political system, and that are in turn because of things like Citizens uh, United are really like more of a plutocracy and ran by uh, the influence of corporations and lobbyists and stuff like that. So you want the system to get uh, shooken up a bit, um, but not to the point that you sh- you shake it to to fucking tatters, which is like the fear of of having a Donald Trump in there and shake it up to the point that it's unrecognizable. And um, but at the same time, you can't be over over. Like overzealous, I guess would be the right word, uh, and like a Bernie Sanders, and like you know everything kumbaya, everything free, everything across the board. So I guess Hillary's the best alternative um, from those given, but just, I don't know, just not like quite there yet. Something that I do like uh, about that, about the process as a whole, is that because of the campaigns of uh, like a Bernie Sanders, you have certain certain things that became part of the platform, like uh, repealing uh, Citizens United and 
you know, like uh, free colleges or universities for those that work and, and or deserve it, et cetera. And things like that got into the democratic platform because of the way the political process is and the way it works. Now, although I don't think that either Hillary or Trump, uh, just age-wise, are going to be able to run again, uh, like run for re-election in four years, and um, the very, very important, probably the most important, in my opinion, um, aspect to their presidency um, is, or to Hillary's presidency, rather, is that they have to uh, elect a Supreme Court justice, at least one, and up to three, you know, depending on um, if they do eight years or 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 four, and if you know you have more um, uh, Supreme Court justices uh, slated for retirement. And uh, something that I appreciate that Hillary did say that again got included into the conversation because of the Bernie Sanders campaign is the fact that Citizens United should be repealed. And for those of you that don't know, Citizens United is the law pretty much that the Supreme Court deemed as as a freedom of speech, uh, that money is freedom of speech. And that's like just to water it down. Um, but pretty much that, you know, corporations and anybody could donate unlimited amounts of funds to political campaigns, millions upon millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, whatever, of dollars to... Uh, super packs, quote unquote, of campaigns, which is pretty much just a way of dressing up the money and saying, "Here, this is for your super pack," and that. But that, you know, money goes to somebody's political campaign, and you know that amount of money has influence on on the people that are ultimately the benefactors of that money, whether they say so or not, whether they think so or not, whether they say, you know, I'm taking their money, but I'm, you know, it doesn't influence me is 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 ridiculous because it that the effect of that money is influence regardless of how you slice it regardless of how noble you are how much you won't let it affect you just that amount of money being in the mix being in the conversation being part of the landscape of what you're able to do with having that money uh, is influencing in and of itself. I always quote this book, uh, Republic Lost by Lawrence Lessig, Professor Lawrence Lessig. And it's all about this, all about money and politics and getting it out and the importance of getting it out. Uh, so definitely check that out if you guys haven't already. Um, and it explains all that much better than, than I ever could. But anyway, at least she mentioned that if, you know, she really... Uh, feels that way and if she's really gonna go towards that and it's not just the usual political talk and bullshit then um it's awesome that at least it's part of the conversation and that being the case then maybe we'll see that change in like 12 years or some shit like that um it's so sluggish right the fucking system sometimes i feel like like ari says the only way to really make change is anarchy anarchy burn it all down to the ground anarchy <laughs> um Anyway, election day is November 8th. Uh, go to the polls. Uh, I'm like really for just on a psychological level, just exercising that, right? Even if you vote third party, if you vote just voting for your candidate, write in fucking Mickey Mouse, just go be part of the process. You can't, you like, f like, f 
like the idea of everybody just not voting, just not to like to like protest the 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 system or something like that, you're gonna lose ten times out of ten. Um, that's not gonna work because certain people are gonna vote, and then you know if it's ten people, it's gonna be the the ten people that they buy to go vote or something like that, and it's your can't win that way you gotta be in it to win it right it's like the fucking lottery anyway go vote november 8th by the time uh i record the next podcast uh, we will know who the next president of the united states is potus and um and yeah, we could have the first woman president which is something like really huge like my, my brother said that i've heard it said it as well like other like pundits and stuff like that um that's like something really huge you know the first female president in the united states ever could get elected in our lifetime that's like amazing in and of itself you know whether it's the best female for the job or or whatever um but just like in and of itself you know we've had a bunch of white dudes forever and a half black dude and now we might get like a full woman which might be a lesbian but who knows first lgbt chick (laughs) um all right so anyway enough of that next thing is modified mosquitoes did you guys hear about this i put a link in the episode notes but in brazil uh this company called oxitec is a manufacturer of genetically modified mosquitoes so what this is real life mosquitoes that get injected with this virus uh with that eventually when they mate with other mosquitoes this is the goal they want to eradicate zika and and um and certain uh, related diseases that mosquitoes carry so the idea is that they're going to genetically modify these mosquitoes which they have, and it's 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 ready to go, like in early 2017 or something like that. Let these genetically modified mosquitoes out into the world, and they're gonna have sex with the mosquitoes that have Zika, and then the mosquitoes that have Zika are gonna have an off have their offspring, you know, like normal. But the genetic modification to to them is gonna wind up killing the little baby mosquitoes, like very early so the idea is that after a couple save the mosquitoes no <laughs> after a couple, fuck those motherfuckers after a couple of a generation or two of mosquitoes that you know we would in turn cut the zika virus and mosquitoes that have zika virus to by the tune of like 90 percent or something like that supposedly um because they've done some like tests some field tests between 2011 and 2014 and they've seen that that amount of decline uh but that's just so sick in and of itself right and it's not like little little um i don't know why i was thinking of it like this but little like machine mosquitoes you know like like in fucking richie rich that the guy um made that little tiny bee that flies around it's not like a little metallic mosquito that's gonna go you know inject real mosquitoes with their little mosquito metal dicks and inject them with some anti-Zika virus thing. It's like real mosquitoes that just get genetically modified, um, whatever the fuck that means, um, to have some sort of gene that when they have sex and reproduce, 
affects the the baby that's born that will in turn have Zika in their bloodstream uh, because of the mother and kill the baby off because of that genetic modification when it mixes with Zika I guess in a mosquito they die um which is so fucking interesting to me and and, and weird and and like futuristic feeling and I don't know I just wanted to share that with you guys but at the same at the same time it's like I could see it like going wrong and like holy shit we done fucked up now you know instead of all the mosquitoes dying they morphed into super zika and now anybody that gets it kills anybody that they look at <laughs> or some shit like that um hopefully not but yeah anyway there's a link to an article about it and there's tons of shit online um in the episode notes so check it out tailgating i went tailgating on sunday not this past sunday the sunday before that uh the sunday right after i got back from mexico actually and i do uh one uh one game a year uh one football game a year uh for those of you that don't know what tailgating is the tailgating you could do at, at many sports events well i know you could do it in baseball and football I don't know about any other sport events that do it, <laughs> but, um, it's dope. I'm not a huge sports guy. Uh, like you guys know, I root for certain teams, Mets and baseball, Lakers and basketball, Jets and football. And, um, I go to one Jets game every year. What tailgating is for those of you that don't know is that, for example, we go to a one o'clock game, the parking lot of the stadium, which holds like upwards of 15,000 vehicles. I think it's like 18,000, 19,000 or something like that. A friend of mine said, and, um, let's say the game is at one o'clock. The stadium opens up at eight o'clock in the morning. Now the purpose of this is for tailgating tailgating. What it is, is that everybody comes in their cars and you know, once you buy a parking pass, you can come in at any time. You don't have to pay like extra to tailgate, but you, yeah, uh, you bring a barbecue grill, you bring liquor, you bring food, and you just hang out with your friends and uh, family or whatever, and do whatever it is you're into. And you have a large spectrum from people that literally pay services to take pick them up in a party bus and take them to the game, and they have like big RVs with with big screen TVs uh, tied to them and a personal cook to like literally. We saw like uh, there was two girls, which for some reason went to the game alone. Not that they can't, but it was just like odd because it's usually like a bunch of like dudes or like big groups of people. Um, two girls that went by themselves and they were just like sitting down with like a little, like literally a grill the size of that you could like put on your desk, like a little round tiny grill and like a six pack of beer, and they were just like hanging out next to their car. Um. Which is weird. But anyway, <laughs> you have like that spectrum. Um, and we do one game of a year. It's usually like 15 to 20 of us. We all meet up. It's three to four cars deep. And we uh, we um, all take, you know, burgers, hot dogs, shish kebabs, uh, sh- four or five cases of beer, uh, liquor, chivas, always on deck. Um, and you're like blasted gone by 
you know, you get there like at 8, 8.30 in the morning. We got there at 8.30 this year. And you just drink and grill and eat and just have fun for uh, until the game. Until uh, you go in to watch the game. And um, it's, which is at one o'clock. So you get like a good three or four hours in of, you know, you, you drunk by breakfast. It's like, it's cool. It's like being on vacation or something like that. And um, then you go in and watch a, watch a football game, which the Jets actually, they were, they were on a four game losing streak and they actually won the game that we went to against the Ravens, which was dope um, to see your team win uh, when you go to one of these things. And then after the game, after you finish watching the game, you go back out to the parking lot. And instead of leaving, because the parking lot, you know, starts to empty out, um, a lot of people tailgate again, which we do. So we uh, fire up uh, one of the grills. We always have, like, two grills going. Gets a lot of people. Uh, we fire up the grill again, and one of the grills, and we start cooking uh, whatever food is left. And, you know, uh, most people uh, drink more and stuff like that. And... It's just a good time for another couple hours. So it's like a long day. Um, and uh, it's definitely worth it. If anybody wants to experience it, I recommend it. It's a, it's a good time. Even if you're not into uh, sports or anything like that, which, like I said, I'm not, you know, it's not, I'm not the biggest like, sports guy or anything like that. I'm like barely into sports. Um, but the whole tailgating aspect of it, like, makes it worthwhile. Plus, it's just like an event. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you go to, to see a sports event and you you get into it like everybody else is there like the energy is there is pretty cool so the sausage party movie i saw it a long time ago while it was like still in, still in theaters and i liked it it got it got like flack it was supposedly it wasn't like that good or anything like that but i thought that shit was hilarious like i laughed a lot and i don't know i'm like <clears throat> biased i guess because i'm a, a seth rogan fan and like that camp i know like even he gets like a lot of flack like oh his comedy is like dull or whatever i think it's fucking funny as shit and super talented um but the uh, the movie i thought was, was like really funny really very funny i even like funny to the point that i like i pulled out my phone which i i don't do like movie theaters like i like following the movie theater rules quote unquote uh you know like talking and and phones ringing and and like stuff like that it's just like distracting to other people but i like kind of did it like under my jacket and i jotted down like a few things um this was on september 5th 2016 i jotted down a few things that um that i found funny and i wanted to share with you guys and i never did so it's very probably out of context i haven't looked at this list since um so it's not like in any co- cohesive type of thing, but I'll try to remember them while I share it. So there's one character that's a douche, like literally a douche, like douche that women use or that should use. Um, and he's also a douchebag, which is <laughs> which is a little on the nose, but like funny. And he's just like, like this, like a, a douchebag is fucking asshole. Like has the accent that you would imagine he has and, and I just walk. Gee, he's like kind of like depressed, but like at the like he gets like like roided up, quote unquote, because he he drinks like a box juice or something like that. And he like like all the food and stuff like that, like box juice, potatoes, carrots, like everything is like alive, right? Um, if you guys spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, 
the sausages, the buns, like everything get you know is alive. Like after the supermarket closes, it all takes place in the supermarket. Um, after it closes, then you know it's like Toy Story, like they come alive and stuff like that. They talk and shit like that. And then the douche is like he he's like an asshole and he kills like a the box juice and like drinks its juice and that like the equivalent of like roids and it gets like all muscles and veiny and stuff like that. And uh, but he has like roid rage and. And it's just fun. He walks around. He's like, I have no purpose, bro. I have no fucking purpose. And he's like a douchebag. And it's like, yeah, douchebags don't have a purpose. I don't know. It's just fucking funny. <laughs> I find that hilarious. Um, what else? Uh, they have oh, like the like each aisle. You know how you have like an ethnic aisle and you have like a bread aisle and 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 cracker aisle and stuff. Like the cracker aisle is like the elite upper class white people <laughs> like stuff like that that's like i always like the ghetto it's like like cool like little things like that it's funny and then like um <clears throat> different like tomatoes have an italian accent potatoes have an irish accent um it's like the food of like the region that they come from or that the people are known for eating um have the accent of those people like when they speak which is funny uh you have the like wise people the ones that like live for a super long time um are the non-perishables <laughs> like like uh the, you know food that doesn't expire basically like twinkies and grits and stuff like that they were part of like the non-perishables and they were like the all-knowing <laughs> um group because they've been around for so long um crackers have the best aisle what else uh, poking fun at producers and songwriters that take themselves too seriously. I don't remember what that was about, but I jotted it down. Uh, the non-perishables wrote a religion to control the masses. It was just funny. Like, the people that were around the longest, they were like, you know, let's control everybody, basically. And create a religion. And they created this whole thing about when you go out into, you know, when you get bought pretty much by a human. And you go out into the world, it's like... the La Gloria, like the, you know, everybody looks forward to like, yeah, yeah, I got chosen. I'm going to the chosen land or whatever they called it. And, but it's really known. They get bought to go get eaten and stuff like that. But the non-perishables saw that everybody was like freaking out and always like stressed. And everybody was like, always like avoiding getting out. So they just started a narrative of no, no, no. Well, like when you go out, you go into the real world and you know, it's, it's paradise. Um, which is, you know, clear parallels to religion um and it's funny and then everybody like wants to like get out and stuff like that and what else uh oh they have uh they had a, a sticker i wanted i wanted to look into this i never did maybe one of you guys could let me know they had a like a sticker on one of the car on the car of like one of the people that bought like groceries or whatever and it was called Dixar, and I thought that was like a fuck you to Pixar. Like maybe Pixar didn't want to make the movie, and somebody else did. But I have no idea. That was just like a quick speculation on my my um from my uh, perspective. But regardless, it was funny as shit. If it's if if that's true, and like they pitched the movie to to Pixar and they didn't want to make it because it's rated R or or whatever. Um, to then have a stick a sticker called Dixar and like calling them a dick, kind of. I thought that was funny. And details like that, I just, I'm really into. And, um, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to rewatch this movie. 
and I recommend uh, you guys to check it out. So that is Sausage Party. Now, last two things are Amazon Video app. Now, what I wanted to mention about that is, like I told you guys, I've been watching Mr. Robot. I finished season one, which is available on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, for anybody that wants to watch it, if you have Prime, you can watch it for free. And it's pretty dope. Um, and I'm well into season two as well. And I was watching it like on the plane, actually. Like on my way to Mexico, season two. Um, and the Amazon video app that I mentioned to you guys in the past is dope. Something I forgot to mention about it is the fact that it's really cool that you could, for example, like while you're watching it, if you like pause it or like uh, hover the mouse over it or or like pause it on your iPad or phone or whatever, the like whoever's like in the shot, like in that scene, like their picture pops up with their real name, kind of like their IMDb page kind of thing. Like if you click on it, it'll go to their, I believe, IMDb page or something similar, like their Wikipedia or something like that. And you know who like their names are and stuff like that, which is cool. It also gives you the option of of clicking like on trivia and it gives you trivia about like whoever is in that scene like for example christian slater showed up was in a scene i paused it and i clicked on trivia just to see like what the hell it was and it was pretty much like something cool like a little factoid of like you know in this scene christian slater is at the amusement ferris wheel with elliot and in the movie True Romance, he skipped a guy online whose name was Elliot as well. You know, like little things like that, which are interesting to me anyway. I don't know. And it's just cool. It's just like like a cool functionality of the app, like doing that and tells you um, more about each like character and, and, you know, what the actual actor has done uh, besides that, you know, by taking you to their IMDb pages and stuff like that. I just thought that was pretty dope, like pretty cool function of the Amazon video app and I want to share that with you guys. Lastly, uh, I finished reading The Art of Learning by Josh Waiskin, which was a very good book. I do recommend it. Not one of my like highly, super highly recommended it. Like the first half of the book, I super highly recommend. Um, and this is just like my personal bias because you guys will, might probably get more out of the second half than I did. I just didn't because I'm not into, um, he pretty much, I, I love books that draw parallels between certain things in life, right? Like writing is and life or, or like Josh did in the first half of the book, he was comparing chess to life and, um, gives you like, kind of like life advice. Um, Josh Rachel, for those of you that don't know, is the, the inspiration behind the movie, uh, uh, Chasing Bobby Fisher. He's a chess prodigy, um, you know, world chess champion since, like, he was, like, a little kid. And um, he went on to uh, write this book, obviously. Uh, but he also became, like, a, a Tai Chi uh, champion, um, which is, like, a martial art. As, and I know that after that, he also became, like, a... Uh, he's, like, very much into jujitsu. Um, which I wish would have been in the book. So what he did is like he broke down his experience of chess and drew parallels to life in like the first half of the uh, first part of the book, which was awesome. I loved it. 
Um, but then he got into, like in the second half, he got into Tai Chi and he was doing the same thing, like drawing parallels between Tai Chi and chess. And which is cool in and of itself, just how the art or the, the craft of one of one thing can be applied to something else. Like it's kind of like that Miyamoto Musashi quote of if you know the way uh, broadly, you see it in all things. So if you're good at this, you can apply that goodness to something else, even though it's something completely unrelated you find parallels and you approach it in a similar way. So that in and of itself is dope. Just the fact that it was like heavy Tai Chi, which is like a weird martial art that I've never been exposed to. I don't have like any interest in is why it kind of like took away from it for me. Um, I wish it would have been like uh, jujitsu, which I, which I am fascinated by and I would have been much more into it. Uh, but I think that's something he picked up maybe after the whole Tai Chi thing. But it's a it's a really good book, and he breaks down the way he learns and the way he approaches uh, he approached chess and the way he approached Tai Chi and the parallels between the two and you know implications uh, thereafter of of life, basically. So I recommend it. I put a link in the episode notes for it, and I actually want to play you guys before I wrap up and do the outro. Um, a little snippet from the book, which is actually, spoiler alert, if you guys don't want to um, hear anything from the book, you know, skip ahead. Um, but it's just the, it's the, um, what's it called? The afterwards, like the, after the book is done, the afterwards. It's like a little, little quote or whatever from him. And I thought that was pretty dope. So I just want to share it with you guys. And here it is. The writing of this book has spanned an intense and unlikely stretch of years. As a kid growing up in my tiny room, I could never have dreamed that such battles awaited me. While writing these pages, my ideas have evolved, loves have fallen apart and come anew. World championships were lost and won. If I have learned anything over my first 29 years, it's that we cannot calculate our important contests, adventures, and great loves to the end. The only thing we can really count on is getting surprised. No matter how much preparation we do, in the real tests of our lives will be an unfamiliar terrain. Conditions might not be calm or reasonable. It may feel as though the whole world is stacked against us. This is when we have to perform better than we ever conceived of performing. I believe the key is to have prepared in a manner that allows for inspiration, to have laid the foundation for us to create under the wildest pressures we ever imagined. It's my hope that you, the reader, Emerge from this book inspired, and perhaps a bit more enabled to follow your dreams in a manner that's consistent with the unique gifts you bring to the table. That has been my ambition. The ideas I've shared in these pages have worked for me, and it's my hope that they suggest a structure and direction. But there is no such thing as a fixed recipe for victory or happiness. If my approach feels right, take it, hone it, give it your own flavor, leave my numbers behind. In the end, mastery involves discovering the most resonant information and integrating it so deeply and fully, it disappears and allows us to fly free. Well said, Josh. And I can't top that. So, that is the end of the episode, folks. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed it. Episode 59 of the Sponsor Day Podcast. And... If you want to find out how to support the podcast, stick around for another few minutes. Listen to some background music that I got playing for you guys. And 
yeah that's it if not then thank you for sticking around listening the rest is going to be just this more ways to uh, help and support the podcast if you choose to do so first of which first off is uh signing up to my weekly newsletter so i have something called the midday monday newsletter the concept behind it was influenced by the uh, Tim Ferriss' famous uh, newsletter, which is great that I signed up to, that I am signed up to. Um, it's called the Five Bullet Friday uh, newsletter uh, that I recommended to you guys. But very much I also recommend the Midday Monday newsletter. <laughs> Check it out. It's The concept behind it is pretty much that Monday suck. And uh, just to give you guys a, a little bit of a boost on Monday, hence the name, Midday Monday Boost Letter. You only get it once a week on Mondays at noon. And what it is, is an email that includes five things. A photo of the day, I'm sorry, a photo of the week, a video of the week, a podcast of the week, a quote of the week, and a word of the week. And it's all uh, things that I'm into, uh, whether it's uh, photography, you know, a dope photo that I find online or on Instagram. That I share with you guys uh, really cool podcast that I had I have listened to and I uh, want to recommend to you guys uh, for that particular week and uh, I listen to shit load of podcasts like a lot of different types like literally over like 40 or 50 different podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis um, ranging from you know comedy to, to, to financial to to fantasy football to just entertainment um, a lot of the, like different things in there so there's a little bit um, historical uh, political there's a little little bit for everybody so uh, the really dope ones that that I really enjoyed I share on I feature on the uh, Midday Monday Boost Letter um, so you might find something that you like uh, in it um, as well as like a video that I just find from online whether it's a TED talk or a comedy bit or, or anything in between uh what else a quote of the week just uh, to give you some uh, midday monday inspiration and the word of the week to step up your vocab so check it out it's called the midday monday boost letter you can find it at sponsor.com forward slash subscribe drop in your email address and you will get the very next one something else you can do to support the podcast and actually be featured on the podcast for free um, is check out the five question questionnaires that I have at sponsorate.com forward slash questionnaire. What it is is five open-ended questions framed around your craft, your passion, your whatever it is that you're into. Whether it's writing or directing or singing or, or rapping or whatever it is that you're into, drawing, painting, crocheting. Uh, watching movies whatever it is anything creative that you're into check out those five questions i'm pretty sure anybody and everybody can answer them and if you do so i will read your responses on the podcast and share it with the rest of the listeners and the idea behind that is that you know different people will pick up tips and tricks and and advice that they can apply it to themselves so if you can share that type of inspiration why not it's a, a very quick open-ended five questions you can answer with a paragraph if you want or a word um and uh yeah you could remain anonymous uh, blah, 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 anonymous as well if you choose to 
um, you know, if you're like a big giant superstar listening to the Sponsory Podcast, as I'm sure a lot of you do, um, and you don't want to, you know, put yourself out there like that, I understand, so just click on the Remain Anonymous Yes button, and it will keep you anonymous, and I will just share your insights with the rest of the listeners of the Sponsory Podcast. Um, what else? This is the questionnaire. Uh, photos on the website. Like I said, I went to Mexico recently. I went to the Mayan ruins. Uh, I'm going to do a whole episode about um, my whole Mexico experience uh, sometime in the future. It might be one of those that I like vault and like save for a rainy day. Um, but until then, you guys can check out now, as of right now, it's already posted to the website at sponsor.com forward slash photography. A bunch of the dope pictures that I feel were dope. That so dope. I took uh, on the trip and um, they're available there for your viewing pleasure and you can download them you can use them as screensavers if you want to if you want to do so got a couple of good pictures of the like the made main uh, pyramid uh, main pyramid um, which is called El Catedral is it? El Catedral I feel like that's wrong for some reason maybe try uh, but the main Chichen Itza period, um, you guys have probably seen it before. Future school Chichen Itza will literally be like the first image that pops up. Um, and I got some other like uh, cool pictures just around like the resort and around Chichen Itza. And uh, you guys can check them all out. Download them for free if you want. Um, if you want to purchase prints of them, you can do so as well, either on your own or by using my my. Uh, my affiliate which is created c-r-a-t-e-d.com forward slash spun today where any and all of my photography can be purchased and framed and put in, put in posters for you or canvases or whatever it is that you're into um or you know just download them and find a you know go to fucking doing read or find a somebody walmart or somebody to do it cheaper for you online or something like that um but if not doing all done for you don't want to have to worry about it just go to created.com, click on it, click on the photography there, which is the same that you find on my website for free. And uh yeah. You could do that. Support, support, support the podcast. Uh what else? Affiliate speaking of affiliate links, uh go to sponsor.com forward slash affiliate links. And on that portion of my website. You find all the ways to support the podcast financially, whether it's by a PayPal donation, whether it's by signing on to Patreon, uh, dot com forward slash fun today, which is a service that allows you to donate financially to the podcast, um, or whether it's uh, by purchasing t-shirts or mugs with a fun today paraphernalia on it. Um, what else? Or shopping on iTunes or on Amazon. Uh, you can do so by just going to that landing page. It has all the links to everything there. Viral style, Amazon, iTunes, PayPal, etc., etc., etc. And it doesn't cost you anything extra in terms of using like the Amazon banner, which would be dope. You know, Christmas is coming up. You want to do some cyber cyber shopping. Um, you know, I, which I definitely recommend to do it early. Like sometimes people... Like, I did it, I think I did it like two years in a row, like try to get all my Christmas shopping done by like, like on Black Friday, like, you know, when all these sales happen and shit like that, and Cyber Monday, 
Um, I definitely recommend Black Friday over Cyber Monday, because Black Friday, even if you shop on shop online on Black Friday, and you get like instead of 40% off that you get on Cyber Monday, you get like 50% off on Black Friday anyway. So just do all your shit on Black Friday. Um, but whatever, if you're a little lazy, do it on Cyber Monday. And uh, I definitely recommend it, because then I wind up buying the same shit for the people that I that I plan on buying shit for and pay more for it by waiting all year it's christmas is all the way next month just get that shit out the way earlier um which is not really that much earlier right you fucking you put up your christmas tree around that time you know you're already like in the christmas mood spirit and stuff like that do all your shopping early folks and if you shop on amazon go to my website first click on the amazon banner and just do your shopping like normal and what that does is that amazon gives me a percentage of whatever it is that you purchase uh they do not charge you anything extra you um, will be supporting the podcast financially by doing so, and they just give me a, a small percentage from their cut of the money that they make from you buying on Amazon. So it's just a couple extra clicks, and would definitely help out. And if you choose to do so, I'd really appreciate it. Another way to support the podcast is to check out my book, Make Way for You, which is a great stocking stuff for Christmas gift if you want to get it for somebody. Um, you can purchase it on Amazon as well, and you can purchase a paperback copy, um, or, uh, an ebook, an ebook format, which you can find on any of your favorite ebook readers, you know, whether it's iBooks or Kindle or, or any of the other ones you can find it. It's called Make Way For You, Tips For Getting Out Of Your Own Way, title and subtitle are pretty self-explanatory, I think. It's my first book. It's geared to uh, sparking, uh, sparking a fire, lighting a fire under your ass, and and getting you to do whatever it is that you're into doing. And just a little extra motivation can't hurt. Hopefully, it helps. It definitely helped me um, just to stay focused and geared on you know just doing the podcast and write, continuing to write, which is all part of like the same thing in my opinion. You know, it's all driving me towards more writing and perfecting my craft and being dedicated to something and and pursuing it and enjoying the journey along the way which this is a part of so anyway check out make way for you um go to sponsor.com forward slash books there's more about it there there's audio excerpts there's an option to get a free pdf copy if you choose to um at sponsor.com forward slash books and um all the links to kobo and ibooks and kindle are there as well so check it out you can listen to the podcast on a lot of different platforms whether it's itunes or stitcher which most of you listen on uh google play pocket casts youtube uh, my website sponte.com forward slash podcasts where all the episode notes are um and links to links that i always reference and stuff like that and links to the music that i'm, that I'm playing right now in the background uh, stuff like that. Um, where else? iHeartRadio. You can listen on as well. And a bunch of different places. Wherever it is that you do listen, I would highly appreciate if you rate and review the podcast. That helps the podcast gain momentum and exposure and more people get put onto it and more people listen. And and um, that would be dope. You know, step it up from half a dozen to maybe a dozen, dozen and a half listeners. You know, kind of ambitious, but... Um, definitely would appreciate a rate and review of the podcast so please do so on whatever platform that it is that you do listen on 
And while you're on the YouTube page, for example, subscribe, subscribe to it. This way you'll get alerted by YouTube whenever a new podcast episode comes out or a new YouTube video uh, comes out and you'd be supporting the podcast by doing so as well. You can also follow me on social media, whether it's Twitter or Instagram at Spunt Today. Instagram again has a bunch of the pictures from the Mexico trip as well as many other others. And um, some others, uh, I put a dope video of the tailgate uh, that, I, that I mentioned in this episode that I went to. And it's there on Instagram, which I happened to catch like before the snap. Um, one of the, the touchdown drives that uh, that the Jets made. Um, caught it before the snap, all the way through the touchdown and you get the crowd reaction. And it's a uh, uh, pretty, pretty dope video, in my opinion. So dope. Um... What else? Uh, Tumblr. You can listen to the podcast on Tumblr. Tumblr as well. Spuntodaypodcast.tumblr.com. If that's your thing, check it out. And that's pretty much it, folks. I gotta go get ready for work. As usual, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening.